So the thing is, no matter how I try, despite everyone being impressed in high school, no one's impressed by my slideshows anymore. Who are you doing slideshows for that you are trying to impress? Um, chore presentations <laughs> for the roommates. <laughs> Remember how thrilled you would be when you like found out you could put like a clip of a song in like that would start on the next slide oh my i'm still God. thrilled by that yeah you turn that's still thrilling when i put a i, I recently did a slide deck for um, the po- business podcast that i do and i had to put a clip of a little clip in a slide deck of our uh an audio bite and that was like damn this is just <laughs> elevating the presentation whoa <laughs> i did this uh slideshow in high school for um jeffrey dahmer it was for lyle no lyle yeah no, i didn't do it for him i did it like about jeffrey dahmer it was for lyle oh, you didn't present it for jeffrey dahmer yeah we randomly got assigned a serial killer and i had jeffrey dahmer um, that would be better if I just, pre- I was like, oh. <laughs> you had to go to the jail yeah. and present for Jeffrey. I can't wait to show Jeffrey all the things he's missed. <laughs> um, <laughs> A history of the world presentation for Jeffrey. <laughs> but then you just laugh the whole time because you're like, haha, you don't get to experience this because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I think he was he was dead before I would have a class yeah, that would allow me to go in front of him. <laughs> okay, so you had to do a slideshow for Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I remember, uh, I, like, I put all of the work into it because I remember my partner, she was like, oh, I get my mom to do my projects. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like... At what age? Uh, this was, like, grade 11. Um, and I was like, no, we're not doing that i'll just do it if you don't want to and then so i put all the work into it i made it so it had one of those song clips because there was a slayer song that was just all about jeffrey dahmer they did this song and it's like i forget what the name of the song is but i know it's his apartment number um Uh, okay okay but yeah so that automatically played i presented almost the whole (laughs) thing because i was like the one that knew about it Mm -hmm. and then we got our grades back I got an 88% yeah. and she got a 94. Yeah. What? We're doing a team what? project. It's a team project where I presented the that whole time. Is insane. I What? Did you fight it? Like what did you do? No, I just accept it. You didn't cuz you're a Libra and you don't you're not confrontational. Yeah, we just get kicked in the head and we take it. <laughs> you really do. No, but what do you, oh, that makes me angry. What do you even do at that point though? I mean, like, I, I don't know. When you're in a team project where you'd put in all of the work and you do the entire presentation and you get less. That it's would like, infuriate me. Can't believe you didn't bring that to your teacher's attention because I would have. No, it's funny because like when I look back at my high school and I, I think I might have touched on it before when Spencer was on. I don't know. I don't remember. But I like I had a class, too, where basically... I don't know. I wrote this play in drama class and the teacher loved it and was like, hey, we're going to put this on during the like grade seven and eight orientation to like the high school or whatever or to like not orientation. But it was the one where you go there to check it out like they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
So they used the this uh, like short play I wrote. It was like a scene or whatever, and they used that in there and performed it on the stage. And um, and then afterwards, my art teacher complained to the school board about me because he said I wrote this play that's promoting homosexuality. And that wouldn't fly today. And that it, kind of complaint. It didn't fly then. I mean, like Good. the school board's like, no, that this isn't you can't do that. Um what? you'd probably get fired today. You didn't quite get fired, but like it, Yeah, you would be reprimanded heavily back then. But today, yeah, I think he'd be fired for even bringing that to anyone's attention. Yeah. So but then I had art class with him, right? So oh. I was getting failed after that. And like, <gasps> uh, if uh, the politics, if oh anyone, my God. if anyone, uh, like brought up that play or that assembly, oh my God, he would spend like, he triggered, you get triggered by it. Class talking about it. And he would oh go and like, everyone was so entertained by it because he was so over the top and so dramatic about it where he was like, um, Parents had their mouths wide open agape. Children were crying. The the other teachers couldn't believe what was happening. It was a disaster. And the whole, uh, the all of the air got sucked out of the room from this play and, and stuff like that. And it was, it was nuts. Oh my God. Well, I, I haven't even, we haven't even introduced the, the episode yet, but Welcome to Paranormal, everyone. <laughs> I've got a funny story, though, to also tell before we get into horoscopes. And it also kind of follows into, I don't even know if I want to connect the two things, but I'm just getting sick of boomers. Right. Um, really tired of them. Like, th- there was a time where, like, I was really, like, like, the begin, like, when I was in my early mid-20s, I was like, you guys just don't get me. But now I'm I'm like beyond that. And I'm just like, you guys should not be allowed technology. Point blank. Do you ever go? Point blank. Okay, boomer. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to be mean about it. I just want to be like straight up. My mother, um, who I, every time I go to her house, I swear she just invites me over to fix some sort of piece of technology that she owns, no matter what it is. And... Uh, the last time I was there, she got me to connect her Fitbit to her phone. Yesterday, she shows up at my house. She's like, oh, my day started off really well, but um, I uh, all of a sudden, I got this message on my computer and it started blaring and it was like, your computer has been compromised. Call Microsoft at this number for help. And I'm like, mom, that's a pop-up. And she's like, no, no, it's not a pop-up. I'm like, yes, it is. It's a, it's a pop-up. You need to quit it. She's like, I couldn't. It took up the whole screen. I'm like, yeah, but it was. She didn't call the number, did she? Oh, she called the number. She called the number. She allowed them access, remote (laughs) access to her computer. (laughs) I'm like, mom, at 15 years old, do you not recall? I remember being in bed and hearing her on the phone with someone who had just called saying, You have a virus on your computer. No one was on the computer. Someone just randomly called and said, you have a virus on your computer. We need to get access to your computer. She yells out to me. She's like, Nicolina, I have a virus on my computer. And I'm like, 
no you don't like what do you mean she's like yeah this lady i'm like hang up the phone now (laughs) i'm like this is the exact same scam they've just become more creative with it (laughs) so let's this guy get access to her computer um he's then got access she's she's like i'm on the phone with him for like half an hour and I'm like, so he's gone through your stuff. She's like, I can't even, I can't see my screen. It's all black. I'm like, yeah, he's going through your computer and trying to find any sensitive data to get information from you um, that he can use, like your credit card information, blah, 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 blah. So then sh- this guy is like, okay, well, I can fix it for you. Um, I need to install some antiviral software, blah, 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 blah. That's going to be $300. She doesn't pay it. She goes, okay, now I'm uncomfortable. i'm like that's when you decided you it had gone too far when you had to pay okay that's good that's i mean at least you saw that red flag but and he was like why why are you uncomfortable why don't you trust me i'm like you think a microsoft customer service agent is gonna say why don't you trust me (laughs) anyway So she comes over to my house. I'm like, your computer has been completely compromised. You're going to have to wipe it. You're going to have to change all your passwords. You're screwed. You're going to have to pay now to get that wiped. So she brings it up to this guy in up like near our house. He's like, ma'am. Yeah. Like Microsoft doesn't give a shit about you. They don't outwardly put their number on random pop-ups saying you have a virus call us like that's not a thing they don't care you have to go out of your way to reach microsoft they don't come to you like that um and i immediately even googled the mic i'm like did you not google the microsoft customer service line before you called this number to confirm that that was the wrong right one no i'm like did you control alt delete the browser no okay you might want to do that when you get home she did that it shut down (laughs) and now i'm just pissed because i'm like how many other things have you been swindled scammed misinformed about i'll tell you this i mean like my my dad's not the biggest like computer guy or whatever but the one thing that they have going for them my parents is that my mom's always been so paranoid about it so like even Mm -hmm. when i was a kid she's like don't don't go to that website because it's got a virus. Like, I would be like, oh, there's a website that's like (laughs) reviewing movies. And she's like, no, that has a virus. It's got a virus. You can't go to that web (laughs) page. I know. My mom would send me like, don't open that email. There's viruses going around. I'm like, mom, that's not how they send them anymore. They're not through emails, like through email spam. And if they do, like, I'll know. Trust me. (laughs) Or like order from Amazon. She's like, well, there goes your credit information. (laughs) (laughs) You're screwed. (laughs) Um, So I know they're overly cautious, uh, which is good. uh, But I'd rather them be overly cautious than be swindled by some man over the phone pretending to be a Microsoft (laughs) customer support person. But if you were to see like my dad's setup of what he has for computer and mind you Mm -hmm. this is not a computer like he never used a computer while I was in the house at all. He got one when I left the house and he retired and now Uh he's at the point where he has three screens going on around him at the same time. Like he, oh, wow. he's got like Impressive. two big computers and a laptop, but and it's like he's editing the 
fucking next Avatar movie. Like he's fucking going crazy here. And but the only thing he's using it on, the only thing he uses it on, and I'm not exaggerating, is Facebook and just, no. just the casino slot games that aren't for any money. <laughs> like not the ones you put money in and could win money. Yeah, like not the real money. No, ones. it's the fake ones. And he, he has three different Facebook accounts. <gasps> what does he mean three? And he has like multiple slot machines going at once. Yeah, he has three different Facebook accounts. He's sending himself gifts from all of them. And this is just, I guess, the retirement goals. Like he's, he does two things. He goes outside, he chops wood and be, and he's a lumberjack. And then he comes inside and does some high intense multi-screen gaming. <laughs> With just clicking his three mice, having all the slots run at the same time. But, like, this is how they are. Like, this is how... I'm not trying to generalize here. Like, it's like... There's just all or... Like, they just... It's all or nothing with them. It's like the extremes. There's so many extremes with their <laughs> with their thought process. It's like over-worrying or under-worrying about, like... It's like, I don't understand that. Should I educate myself about that? You know what? I'm sure someone else will. Or I'm going to just be on a high alert the rest of my life. Like, what? And never relax. Okay. Yeah, that's that's um, the life. But I, That's the life. Uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we dive in, even though we're like 40 okay. minutes into the episode and we haven't talked about yeah. anything. Um, what, this happens, though, between us, and I think that there's a lot more of getting to know you on this podcast just because we're getting to know each other still, and I don't know if people know that. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we yeah. didn't really know each other before I guest hosted it's once. <laughs> it's tr It's true, yeah. I feel like it's just we have to start this podcast at a certain time, and then we just use it as an opportunity to actually become friends and familiarize each other with our lives. Um. But yeah, there, uh, hopefully we'll see each other maybe in person in a month from now. We'll see. Oh, planning a little visit. Maybe a little visit. Maybe a weekend trip to Toronto. For a Comic-Con? I don't know if we can say it. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. We've said it on Spooked. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, then. Whatever. We'll say it. We're going to Comic-Con Toronto, so looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, we've got some exciting ideas for what we're going to bring to the booth so oh my pumped. god um whoopee cushions yeah you're not gonna unleash ghosts in the booth are you totally just a jar of ghosts we're gonna unleash our hamilton gta listeners you can find cody and i and actually possibly marie will be coming for one of the days that weekend so that would be fun and i can also let everybody know now that marie will be coming back in the first episode in march so the first week of march marie is coming back um does that mean that cody's going no <laughs> i'm forced to stay <laughs> no i mean maybe we'll we'll let cody have some breaks here and there get his like life back a little bit but we want cody to you know come back as much as he wants to how so. can i leave i'm your guy you're the guy you're my guy i'm the, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the audience of this podcast's guy 
<laughs> you are. Uh, I actually got a message from someone saying that we like we've been killing it together, and uh, they really liked the episode with Lauren last week. I did want to do a follow up on that quickly before we do horoscopes. So um, Lauren did some predictions for some of our listeners, for ourselves, um, and I will say that. The one that was with my friend was specifically, she listened to it and she's like, I had chills the entire time I was listening to that. It is so on point. She's like, the specifics that she nailed down with my personality and like just my track record and everything was just insane. And then she also, you know, there was some medical information. I don't want to disclose it, but basically uh, the timelines of things really lined up and uh we'll see at the end of the summer whether or not she meets meets her uh her man but um yeah we'll report back on that but other than that she nailed a lot of things and then the other one um and I won't even say the names of the people that it was I just said that because that's my friend and the other girl also said that uh she basically knows that her relationship is over and that she just needed confirmation and that uh Lauren gave her that confirmation Amazing. And I think I got to the bottom of mine, too. Did you? Oh. Uh, yeah. Starts with an S. Short brown hair. Yeah. Has been on the podcast. I was. That's exactly who I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, that is exactly who I thought it was when she was saying it. And I was like, I'm not going to say the name, but. Yeah. So now Steffi's going to uh, book an appointment with Lauren. And if. Because I told Steffi immediately, we're moving to New York, which was her dream anyway. Um, right. And then, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, if it if it's going to happen, according to Lawrence, then it's just going to happen. I mean, that's exactly who I thought it was when she was saying <laughs> it. So I, I don't know. Did she say it started with an S? Yeah. No. She did. She said it started with an S. <laughs> Short brown hair. like. And she had, and she has green eyes, like light, light eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call you out because I didn't know, but like, yeah, that's exactly who it was. I don't think that uh, Steffi's necessarily excited to date me as much as she <laughs> seemed excited to move to New York. Fair. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, I mean, you never no know. It could develop. She could do it without me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Okay, let's well let's look at your horoscope. Let's see if there's anything here that uh Yeah, maybe we can get some more answers. <laughs> Since it's always about love, we'll find out. Lauren made it clear that she has nothing to do with horoscopes. Yeah, she's a, she has nothing. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She so, shut me down quickly. <laughs> um today you're likely to feel torn in two different directions, Libra. A part of you could want to sequester yourself somewhere and read, while other parts of you feels that you should get out, go somewhere and do something. You may be more impatient than usual with squabbles between colleagues or family members. It might be a good idea to do some exercise during the day to work off the inner tensions. Relax with a good book in the evening. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it is a good idea to do the exercises. Lauren's made it clear that <laughs> th things got to change. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Are you having squabbles? Um, no squabbles. No squabbles, okay. No squabbles. Have I been more... I don't know if I'm, like, uh, if I've been a short fuse lately, but maybe. I don't see that, but okay. 
Um, here's yours. Okay. Don't expect any creative projects to go smoothly today. Well, this podcast is already 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could experience mental blocks that you find difficult to get beyond. Don't let it get to you. The blocks will pass. Just put the project aside and get back to it later. A phone call from a friend might bring some disconcerting news that you could cause you that could cause you to want to pass it on to others. Before you do, make sure you have the facts straight. Hmm. I mean, I will say that after my work, not my during my work day, I had a presentation and after that I was kind of creatively drained. So I did put aside some of the other work that I had planned to do. So that's correct. In terms of a call from a friend, I speak to Marie almost every day. So I can only assume that it may be her. I usually don't speak on the phone with anybody else. So she gives you hot goss. She always gives, she always serves off some, serves up some fresh hot goss, but (laughs) it was me calling her today. And, um, she didn't really tell me anything that was like, Stuff that I would have to not say to other people or make sure that it's true or whatever. So that hasn't happened yet, but it's only seven o'clock and Marie's, it's not unlikely that Marie and I will call each other at like 11 o'clock to like scream or cry. So uh, <laughs> you never know what could happen. Um, but that's so far, no, that's not true. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I think what else is there? Um, what else was there in the... Is there was any... It? Was, am I missing any parts of that horoscope? Um, the mental blocks. Yeah, I said I, I, yeah. I didn't finish the work that I had kind of planned, but also knew that I wasn't really going to do today. So, yeah. And then true. creatively, yeah, it's know. not going to go smoothly for your creative. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's... I'm not feeling super creative today, I guess. Yeah, you didn't come up with a good answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, you got me. There, that's fine. Yeah, um, looks like yours is 100%, 100% correct. Okay, well, I wanted to talk about a, a psychic who has been um, pretty much 80% of her predictions have been like confirmed as true. And which is like vastly larger than the majority of psychics who basically have like a 5% accuracy. I wonder what Lauren's is. We didn't ask her that. So this one's interesting because this woman is also, she is, a bl- she is blind. And although Lauren is not blind, she also had issues with her eyes. And that's when that started to turn for her. And this woman had the exact same thing. Yeah. So I don't know what it has to do with with the eyes and why those instances with eye injuries bring on this type of power or connection. But this also has happened with this specific uh, psychic um, and mystic. And her name is Baba Venga. And uh, have you heard of her before? Baba Venga. Baba Venga. No, but it, it, it sounds, this is sounding like a horror movie. It sounds like the a na- Babadook or something. Yeah, the name the name is like, okay, yeah, this is... Or like, what was the person in Drag Me to Hell, too? What was her name? I that, don't know. She looked like a Baba Venga. She looked like a Baba Venga. <laughs> well, 
Admir before we got on the podcast. He's like, what are you doing today? And I said, we're doing a story about Baba Venka. He's like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds spooky. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, just, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the long and short of, of our girl Baba. She was a Bulgarian mystic and herbalist, and she was blind since early childhood and spent most of her life in the repute area in the Koza Mountains in Bulgaria. And then in the late 1970s and 80s, she became wildly known in the Warsaw Pact Eastern Europe for her alleged abilities of clairvoyance and precognition. And by 19... 1997, millions of people believe she possessed paranormal abilities. So she was born on October 3rd, 1911, to Pando Serchev and Parishkiva Sercheva in Strumeka. I do not want to say these words ever again. She was a premature baby who suffered from health complications. In accordance with local tradition, the baby was not given a name until it was deemed likely to survive. When the baby first cried out, a midwife went into the street and asked a stranger for a name, and they landed on Vangelia. In her childhood, Vangelia was an ordinary child with brown eyes and blonde hair. Her father was an internal Macedonian revolutionary organization activist conscripted into the Bulgarian army during World War I, and her mother died soon after. This left Venga dependent on the care and charity of neighbors and close family friends for much of her youth. After the war, Yugoslav authorities arrested her father because of his pro-Bulgarian activity. They confiscated all his property and the family fell into poverty for many years. Venga was considered intelligent for her age. Her inclinations started to show up when she herself thought out games and loved playing healing. She prescribed some herbs to her friends who pretended to be ill. Her father, being a widower, eventually remarried, thus providing a stepmother to his daughter. According to her own testimony, a turning point in her life occurred when a tornado allegedly lifted her into the air and threw her in a nearby field. She was found after a long search. Witnesses described her as very frightened, and her eyes were covered with sand and dust. She was unable to open them because of the pain. There was money only for a partial operation to heal the injuries she had sustained. This resulted in a gradual loss of sight. In 1925, Venga was brought to a school for the blind in the city of Zemin, where she spent three years and was taught to read Braille, play piano, as well as do knitting, cooking, and cleaning. After the death of her stepmother, she had to go back home to take care of her younger siblings. In 1939, Venga contracted pleurisy? Uh, although it remained largely inactive for some years, so that's like an infection of an inflammation of the lungs. Okay. The doctor's opinion was that she would soon die, but she quickly recovered. During World War II, Yugoslavia was invaded and dismembered by the Axis powers. At that time, Venga attracted believers in her ability to heal and soothsay. A number of people visited her, hoping to get a hint about whether their relatives were alive or seeking for the place where they died. So on May 10th, 1942, uh, Venga married Dimitar Gusturov, a Bulgarian soldier from the village of Nope, near <laughs> Pentrick, who had come asking for the killers of his brother, but had to promise her not to seek revenge. Shortly before marriage, Dimitar and Venga moved to Petrik, where she soon became well-known. 
Dimitar was the conscript was then conscripted in the Bulgarian army and had to spend some time in northern Greece, which was annexed by Bulgaria at the time. He got another illness in 1947, fell into alcoholism, and eventually died on April 1st, 1962. She continued to be visited by dignitaries and commoners. After the World War II, Bulgarian politicians and leaders from different Soviet republics, including reportedly General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, um, sought her counsel. In 1990s, a church was built in repute by Bogdan Toma Livsky with money left by her visitors. So she gave the money to uh, build this church. And then she eventually died on August 11th, 1996 from breast cancer. And fulfilling Vanga's last will and testament, her house in Petrick was turned into a museum, which opened its doors for visitors on May 5th, 2008. So that was basically her kind of background. Now... Um I'm going to give your uh, pronunciation a 78% and my pronunciation a 91. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, some of these words are, are like, they kind of roll off the tongue, but some of them don't. And there's way too many consonants in one little word for me to even effectively communicate it. I, I love the uh, the origin of her name um, and getting it of just going out to the streets and asking. That's a how I'm going to get my kid's name for sure. It, it, <laughs> it sounds like a heritage moment. <laughs> sounds like a Canadian heritage moment. Like and someone a nurse practitioner went out into the streets and asked the nearest panhandler what to name. <laughs> well, you can name that baby John Cretchen. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the origin story. Okay. So here we're going to start talking about uh, some of her actual, the claims that she's made. So sources such as the Wiser Field Guide to the Paranormal claim that she foretold the breakup of the Soviet Union, the Chernobyl Disaster. Do you know what the Chernobyl, uh, like the nuclear disaster was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mutation. Uh, yeah, that was scary. The date of Stalin's death, the sinking of the Russian submarine Kursk, and the September 11th attacks. Uh, she also apparently foretold Topolov's victory in the World Chess Tournament and the tensions with North Korea. The uh, the World Chess Tournament <laughs> seems to have a little less bearing than the rest <laughs> of the things. Uh, Just a little. I'm sensing these important events that are going to be disastrous. This asshole's winning chess. <laughs> uh, but when when did she die? Um, in 1996. 1996, and before she died, did she say the year for September 11th? I believe she, I believe she did. So there's controversy around whether or not she actually documented these things or just kind of people have her, heard her say it and then they've passed that along that she had predicted right. this. She she said it under her breath when she sneezed. I swear she did. <laughs> You're in everything. So so some people say she she did foretell some of these things. On the other hand, Bulgarian sources say that the people who are close to her claim she never prophesied about Kursk, World War Three, uh, circulating on the internet, and that many of the myths about Venga are simply not true. Okay, and it sound it's the people close to her that are disagreeing. <laughs> so, 
I, I, I don't think she said it. <laughs> well, we'll see. Some evidence has also been presented that Baba Vegna did not make many of the predictions now attributed to her, but rather people frequently attributed new fake prophecies to her since her death. And the lack of a written record of her prophecies makes any prediction attributed to her difficult to disprove. In 1966, following her uh, increasing popularity and overwhelming numbers to people wanting to see her, the Bulgarian government put Venga on the state payroll. She was given two secretaries and a panel to interview potential patients. In addition, the Institutes of Suggestoology and Parapsychology in Sofia and Petrik studied Venga's psychic abilities. In early August 1976, Yugoslav actress and singer Silvana Armenulik was on tour in Bulgaria and decided to meet with Baba Venga. Venga only sat and stared at a window with her back to Silvana, never speaking to her. After a long time, Venga finally spoke. Nothing. (laughs) You do not have to pay. I do not want to speak with you. Not now. Go and come back in three months. As Sylvana turned around and walked towards the door, Venga said, Wait. In fact, you will not be able to come. Go, go. If you can come back in three months, do so. Sylvana took this as confirmation that she would die and left Venga's home in tears. What? Been there. This woman died two months later, October 10th, 1976, in a car crash with her sister. That gave me chills. Now, you know, instances like that obviously are pretty crazy. She unfortunately incorrectly predicted that the 1994 FIFA World Cup final would be played between two teams beginning with B. One finalist was Brazil. But Bulgaria was eliminated by Italy in the semifinals. What Sorry. about Bolivia? Sorry. What? What about Bolivia? Well, they weren't in the finals, were they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. We ruined it. Yeah, we did. Whoops. Um, I think we lost, though. So, Ooh. yeah, the rough one for Italy. Is there anyone with the last name of B on Team Italy? Oh, that's a little far-reaching. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, according to the National, she also predicted that World War III would start in November 2010 and last until October 2014. Nope. No. Followers of Anga believe that she predicted the precise date of her own death, dreaming that she would die on August 11th and be buried on August 13th. Shortly before that, she had said that a 10-year-old blind girl living in France was to inherit her gift and that people would soon hear about her. Another prediction attributed to her is that the 45th president of the United States would be the country's last commander-in-chief in favor of the country. It has also been claimed that Venga correctly predicted the 44th president would be African-American, which ended up being Barack Obama. Venga's supporters also claim she had predicted the 45th president will be with a messianic personality. And messianic means basically the belief that they are like the messiah or like a godlike figure. And that was Donald Trump. And he will be faced with a crisis that will eventually bring the country down. I mean, he brought it down, but I don't know if he like completely crushed it. 
but he uh, was brought his at the end of his his term was covid related mm-hmm. so yeah he definitely uh brought the united states down mm-hmm. to a new low yeah an attempt was made in 2011 to systematically summarize the existing knowledge about Vanga in the documentary Vanga, The Visible and Invisible World. According to the documentary, Baba Vanga predicted Yeltsin's second electoral victory in 1995 and warned him about his heart condition. Several researchers have studied the phenomenon of Vanga and the attempt to establish whether she had any extraordinary capabilities. One of the first studies was initiated by the Bulgarian government and is described in the 1977 movie Phenomenon Bulgarian Psychiatrists Nikola Shikovsky and Georgi Lozanov, who also study the capabilities of Venga. And according to Jeffrey Mishlov, 80% of her predictions turned out to be accurate. So she is also credited with various predictions which often contradict each other. In early 1993, Vanga seemed to announce that the USSR would be revived in the first quarter of the 21st century, and Bulgaria would be part of it. And in Russia, many new people would be born who will be able to change the world. In 1994, Vanga predicted, at the beginning of the 21st century, humanity will get rid of cancer. The day will come and the cancer will be chained in iron chains. She clarified these words in such a a way that the medicine against cancer should contain a lot of iron. She also believed that a cure for old age would be invented. It will be made from the hormones of a horse, a dog, and a turtle. The horse is strong, the dog is hardy, and the turtle lives a long time. Before her death, Venga said, There will come a time of miracles and a time of great discoveries in the field of the immaterial. There will also be a great archaeological discovery that will fundamentally change our understanding of the world since ancient times. I wonder if anyone, uh, (laughs) if anyone tried it. Anyone tried the dog, the turtle, and the horse? Yeah, or if scientists were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? ridiculous? Yeah, I don't know. If they did, they probably haven't published any papers about it yet. We were probably like, let's not tell anyone we we went for this, okay? Because right now we're just mixing a pot of different animal sperm. Yeah, it was probably embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> In 2014, she said that most people will suffer from ulcers, skin cancer, and other skin diseases as a consequence of chemical warfare. I mean... Maybe in Chernobyl specifically, but it wasn't chemical warfare. It was just an accident. So, no. And then she also predicted that in 2016, Europe would be almost deserted. And it is. Barely a soul there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what did Baba Vegna predict for, I'm going to do 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022? Okay. She said Trump would get sick this year, that year, so 2019. She also said someone from within the Kremlin would try to assassinate Vladimir Putin. Uh, Donald Trump was supposed to get sick in several of Bubba's predictions. Of course, Putin was not killed and the world is not aware of any inside assassination plot. Bubba Vegna apparently went on to foresee Europe's economic collapse. The continent has taken a huge hit because of coronavirus, but it still contains most of the world's richest countries. So... She also said it would be empty, so. Yeah, so it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. If there's no one there, then it would economically collapse. Yeah. Uh, So what did she predict in 2020? 
Bubba Vegna prophesied that Donald Trump would suffer from a mysterious disease once again, which he did. He got coronavirus. Uh, many thought this came true when the former U.S. president got coronavirus, but it did not go as Bubba Vegna thought. The disease was supposed to leave Mr. Trump deaf and cause him brain trauma, but that obviously did not happen. Bubba believed Russia would dominate the world by the end of a predicted World War III as well, which would have ended in 2014, and that never happened. Russia will dominate the world. Will dominate the world, yes. I mean, we're starting to get to the point. That's of... the thing. I'm like, maybe she's a little off on her timing. <laughs> hmm So, hopefully... Hopefully not. Hopefully that's, that's not just case, not true. But... but there have been some indications of this World War III happening and Russia potentially doing their thing. So, we'll see about that. In 2021, she seemed to be spot on with her summary of the most recent year in 2021, which is crazy because that's thir- like almost 30 years after her death. Mm-hmm. She apparently said, difficult times will come. People will be divided by their faith. We are witnessing devastating events that will change the fate and destiny of humanity. More abstractly, she said, a strong dragon will seize humanity. The three giants will unite. Some people will have red money. I see the numbers 100, 5, and many zeros. Some interpreters thought that the dragon was a nod to China's rising power in the world. She also predicted doctors would find a cure to cancer and the production of petrol would stop because trains would fly using sunlight. This did not come true. And in 2022, so she said that she apparently believed another pandemic would emerge. Although this time it would be from a frozen virus in Siberia and defrosted due to climate change. So another, we're got another pandemic coming. Countries will supposedly be left with drinking water, famine will hit India, and aliens will send an asteroid called Oumuamehu to look for life on Earth and take prisoners. Well, was this all predicted at the end of her life? She was just sitting there going year to year? I guess. In 1997. This is happening. This is this happening. This is happening. Yeah. And in 1999, we'll get a Nicolas Cage movie called Con Air. Nailed it. Cody will love. <laughs> um, the most believable is her forecast that the world would spend mo- more time ever looking at screens. In when? She said that in 2022, people would spend more time than ever looking at their screen at screens. I mean, I, I would imagine that it would be going up, but that's not impressive. Like, no, not really. At this point, and, and I get it, people like to look at that. They like to see what the movie said and stuff like that. But when, when she's wrong every year... Why why are we still looking? It's not that's not 80%. I mean, I think that she got some things right. Like she did get some things right, but she people like to focus on the ones I think that she didn't get right because they're the most easy to verify. Oh, I think that people like to think about the ones that she did get right more. Okay, well, she says... That's what people are going to be. Oh, she got this. Like, no one's... They're going to be like... Oh, man, man. True. Like, did she get any wrong? Oh, I don't know. 
That's true. So she said those addicted to technology will be pushed in a downward spiral and will com- would confuse fantasy with reality, she apparently said. Which, you know what? Those convoy supporters. <laughs> what are they confusing with <laughs> fantasy with reality with, though? <laughs> They're confusing... F- Fiction with fact. That's the same thing, basically. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot I could say bad about the uh, convoy supporters. I don't know if, like, addicted to technology would be the thing. I think those of us that are constantly checking and calling out the convoys, we're actually on technology more than the people in the convoy. You might be right. I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know. We're I've probably been, using it more effectively. But. I've been tweeting a lot. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been tweeting all kinds of stuff now, all the time. They do say so. Like the biggest one, I would say that she did predict that the like Barack Obama. Um, she didn't say Barack Obama. She just said that the forty fourth U.S. president would in fact be black, and she did predict the tsunami that occurred in two thousand four. She did predict that. But then uh, we're, cor- also, we're also thinking about all of the people, like the people closest to her said that she didn't predict any of this stuff, too. So technically she wasn't wrong then. So maybe she is 80%. Now I'm back on the train. Now I'm on <laughs> <Team> Baba. <laughs> <laughs> she said this about the 9-11 terrorist attacks. In 1989, the mystic said, American brethren will fall under after being attacked by the steel birds and innocent blood will be gushing the pittsburgh steelers steel birds steel birds meaning the planes so most people like believe that that's what she was referring to there what who is she telling this to lots of different people i guess she'd be built up her this notoriety that like i think she, people were just coming to her constantly being like yo baba what's what's the buzz yeah i'm just wondering if like anything was documented of being like oh yeah she did this interview and said this and instead of it, it seems very like hearsay right it does seem hearsay but that's why they're saying because like the there wasn't much written down she just verbally communicated a lot of these things so it's been passed off whatever but um i guess anyone in that respect can say it was 80 percent accurate i mean <laughs> there's no verification that it was 80 or 8 percent at this point that's that number just seems like it's coming out of someone's ass but i'm not off the baba train no. I'm still on the Baba train. Don't you worry. Oh, she's got some Baba Vegna prediction for 2023. Oh, let's see. Well, I mean, what's... we can't confirm or deny any of that, obviously. But... Am I moving to New York? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Let me see. So we've already, America's done as a country. It's gone. Europe doesn't have anyone living in it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> These are, so there's a bunch of predictions. In 2023, the Earth's orbit will slightly shift. Okay. (laughs) Again, 2025, Europe will be deserted. Right. Yeah. In 2028, a new energy source will be developed. Hunger will no longer be a problem. We're solving a lot, but the Russians are are ruling over us all. America doesn't exist, and Europe (laughs) is deserted. Oh, 2076. 
the world will be ruled again by the communists. Okay, so when did we take it back? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see some other ones. In 2111, humans will become cyborgs. How does she use this word? Like, what did she... Like, she used the word cyborg in her prediction? Ter- Terminator had been out. True, true. Robocop. Um, she thought we'd all be Robocops, though. She just finished watching Robocop, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. They're all Robocops now. Totally. Um, okay. She, <laughs> in 2154, animals become half-humans. So we got some scimitars coming, or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. The, it's fucking ripped uh, upper bodies, shooting arrows, hair blowing in the wind, strong horse legs. Uh, in the year 3005, there will be a war on Mars. Oh, my God. Who is Bezos mad at? <laughs> and in 3797, there will be no more life on Earth, but humans will be able to live on other planets in the solar system. She really went far with her predictions. So what year was that? 3057? 3797. 3797. Yeah, but like in, in 3021, was that the one before it? The Mars one? Uh, th- 3005. 3005. That's a long time that there are, like, humans moved to Mars, but a lot of people stayed down. Yeah. And lasted another, like, what, 700 years? Yep. That's almost 800 years, yeah. Of just the working class. Of the working right, class staying Grinding on. it out on Earth. The steel mol- mills are still running, and us chiseled folk are staying down to build houses and go back to a simpler time. <laughs> uh, in 2288, man will be able to travel through time. New contacts with aliens will be established. New contacts with aliens. Okay. They've already thrown an asteroid at the Earth. I mean, very few of these will we ever be able to know. Uh, the, the closest one that I can see that we would be able to confirm is 2046, potentially. That's in, what, 24 years from now? Right. Cloning will be very accessible. I feel like that's not that big of a deal. Cloning will be very accessible, but we're already cyborgs. Yeah. Well, no, that's not till 2111. Sorry. That's later. Okay. So cloning first. Cloning first. Then we're like, this went terribly wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those those are the predictions the last prediction which she ever made right before her death was that the world and universe as we know it will come to an end in 5079 5079 yeah that's far it's a long ways away these seems like such ambiguous dates like how did like why like the numbers just seem so random i feel like her grandchildren were just running up to her and like, Baba, when's the world in? Oh, 5079. Okay, let me get back to the TV. 
I'm watching Match Game. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, she also predicted several floods in Australia, which did happen. Well, I will say that it's seeming like her predictions for after she left, um, she's probably running at closer to 10%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She- that's, that's fair. And I feel like we can't hold that against her. No, you know, 10% is good. I, I don't know if I could, right before dying, well, or even start now, because I don't have much left, as we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if I was to lay down a whole buttload of predictions, if any of them would be right. So to have about 10%, that's not really bad. Good. Not yeah. bad. Because anything could happen any year. So you're really, you know, floods in so, Australia specifically. I mean, we'll, we'll see if any of this stuff comes true. I mean, in all honesty, a lot of these predictions, I'm not really sure I'm all about them. I'm kind of hoping they're not true. I wouldn't be opposed to Bubba being completely off about some of this stuff, but we'll see. I'm just, I'm a little bit confused of the world landscape. Um Mm-hmm. During this, so I wanna, I would love like just it mapped out to be like okay, yeah, like okay, scratch out Europe here, <laughs> states is just a hole in the map. Uh, what's going on with Canada? We don't know. Uh, is that doesn't matter in with the states? I don't know. I feel like yes. And <laughs> the states has gone down, and it doesn't exist anymore. And we're still dealing with these fucking truckers. It that's didn't what, say that's that the U.S. wouldn't exist. I just feel like she's saying it would not be a dominant world power anymore. Right. That would be quite the time, I think, for But that I feel to like people exist. have been saying this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just think about how many of the wealthiest people in the world are, are American. Yeah. Like... It'd be pretty hard. It would be pretty hard to make it so that they're not up there. I agree. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well. Do you think people, I want to know, are people going to be like pissed at me? Like, you. You don't believe? You don't believe Baba? I mean, she's been, there's nothing wrong with being wrong about some of your predictions, but like, no, yeah, she predicted that woman's death, which is pretty fucking weird. Um, that was that was one where she was alive for. We, yeah, she was alive for that one. So, in general, we don't know what she actually predicted and what didn't. She didn't predict because her, you know, family saying that she didn't. Yeah, but who knows what they mean by people close to her? They could have interviewed like a cousin that her neighbor down the road yeah like someone who didn't really know her i don't know what they mean by that never said it to me and she told me everything (laughs) i couldn't personally make any of these predictions that that's what i know for sure what uh do a prediction right now a world (laughs) prediction a world prediction i'm interested to see of like within what time frame um, anyone you want, any future prediction could be next year. Could be, I mean, preferably while the podcast is going. I guess so. Like, okay, 
Okay. I don't. I don't know if you're planning on ending it soon or anything like that. The the, act, the, <laughs> the episode or the podcast itself. Well, it feels like we're not going to end this episode anytime soon. No, we are. We're gonna. We are. We got to do our fuck Mary kills and then we're gonna go. Um, no, but the the podcast because like uh, so that it's at least like okay, we can look forward to Nicolina's prediction next okay. year or okay. in the next couple okay. of years, like something uh, that's you know. Well, I mean, I feel like that this is cheating because I've already heard some predictions about the podcast from Lauren. Well, don't so, do the podcast. I want a world one. Okay, a world prediction. What's, what's the world prediction for next year? For 2023? Mm-hmm. I think that... Okay, you know what? This is a legit prediction okay. that I feel, and I have said a few times... I do feel like the housing market is going to actually not completely crash, but I do believe that in 2023, housing will be more affordable. Is this a Canadian prediction? I think globally. Globally, everywhere. Like, I think that there, there will be a, uh, a rebalance. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of factors why I think that. It's not just like a prediction. It's also that because for the last two years um buildings and new builds and things like that have been on a hold i believe that over the course of this year because a lot of s- people have gone back to building new developments and getting things back into gear that there will be more supply in the market and then by 2023 we will see like a little bit of a rebalance and i'm not saying like the market's going to go down by 50% but i think that affordability and people will be able to uh, afford maybe the the homes um that this is kind of just like over the course of this year things are still going to keep going up but i think next year we may in 2023 end i'm thinking end of 2023 okay that's my prediction for that. But that's like an economic prediction that I feel like is based on just my knowledge of the housing market and not like a, a mentalist prediction. I mean, it's kind of bold, though, to say next year is the year that the bubble pops. Yeah, I think a, a, a bit of the bubble is going to pop by end of 2023. Yeah. Commit to it. <laughs> A bit well, of like the I said, it, it's, I don't think it's going to go down like half the value of things, but I think that people are going to like, I, so to give you an example, my house was appraised in July of last year at $625,000. Someone told me that today, se- seven, eight months later, the value of my house is probably 950 since last July. Wow. In seven months. So I think that by 2023, we're going to be somewhere in the middle. I don't think my house is going to be worth $950,000. I think it's going to be somewhere like 825. Right. Okay. Or 800 or something. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. There's the, mark this down. I'm going to Well, we got the podcast episode. I think it's marked. No, we need somehow a way t- that this prediction 2023 will never be housing forgotten. will Go down by, okay, I'm going to give you a percentage, what I actually think it's going to be. Okay, not that much. Um, By like 15%. Yeah, did you have a calculator out or you're writing it on your phone? No, I had a calculator out. I was 
giving a percentage of what I was trying to determine what percentage 950 minus 150 was. Oh, okay. Yeah. 50% you said it will go down by. No, 15. Oh, 15%. 15%. Okay. Not 50. Not 50. Um, speaking of 50. Yeah, 50, uh, 50 cent. Yes, because I hit the button on this random celebrity generator for yes. our Mary Fuck Kills today. Yeah. And who to show up but the man of the hour, the guy everyone's talking about. Pity. He's been hanging upside down all podcasts waiting to get mentioned. <laughs> 50 Cent is on the Mary Fuck Kill for you today. Okay, cool. So we got 50 Cent, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, okay. and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, well, I'm going to kill Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> because he's already dead? Yeah, he's dead, but like also, I don't know. Yes. Because he's already dead. <laughs> um, you can't, you can't possibly not only because like, and I I'm biased here because I love Fifty Cent. He was my first um, explicit CD I bought on my own. Uh, probably a crush. Yeah, I love Fifty Cent. Plus, you can't kill him in general. He was shot nine times. He is unbeatable. That's true. And and a hell of an entrepreneur. It's true. Okay, so I'm going to... I like Ryan Reynolds, though. Well? I'm going to probably marry Ryan Reynolds and sleep with 50 Cent. Whoa. I think. But um, remember, uh, 50 Cent used to be in a relationship with Chelsea Handler. How could I forget? How could you forget? So, Should something. I follow in chelsea handler's footsteps am i a mini chelsea (laughs) yeah you're blonde (laughs) (laughs) they didn't marry though no they didn't no they didn't end up marrying no um I'm, i'm sticking to my choice okay so marrying ryan reynolds having mm-hmm. sex with 50 cent and <laughs> re killing re killing philip seymour hoffman yeah yeah wow what are your what do you what would you choose what would i choose for this one i mean like i'm gonna have my own too but like i guess oh I you're gonna choose. do your own okay fine well i'll uh i'll hit it and show you to for the <laughs> okay okay um but yeah i would i would marry 50 cent yeah i figured I would your uh, disapproval. I could hear it in your voice. So that that my decision hey, wasn't yours. Ryan Reynolds seems like a great guy too, and everyone talks about how funny Ryan Reynolds are. Is uh, nobody talks about how funny Fifty Cent is? Do yourself a favor and put on a Fifty Cent late night talk show interview. He's funny. He kills it. He's funny. Yeah, he is funny. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, not my type. <laughs> uh, not for, not for me. That's fair. But he's an amazing actor. If I had to choose best actor, then. um. So here is what pulled up for me. I can't see. 
I can't literally see any of who that is. It looks like Evanescence. The girl from Evanescence. <laughs> it looks like I would I'll I'll reveal who it is after, but I want you to say who it is. It looks, looks like, like John Mullaney and uh what's his face? Jack Nicholson. Oh, you got one of them. Okay. I mean Jack Nicholson cannot be mistaken. No, no. But shockingly, it wasn't the girl from Evanescence <laughs> and John Mullaney. Okay. Um, it was Jack Nicholson, Liam Hemsworth, oh, and Kristen Stewart. I was gonna say that was my second guess, actually. Hi, there you go. It was someone moody. Someone moody. Someone brooding. <laughs> um. So who is it? Who are you gonna? Who are you gonna pick? For what? I love watching Jack Nicholson, but I don't know if I want to watch Jack Nicholson. On top of me. No. No. <laughs> um Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, I I gotta kill Jack Nicholson. Uh he's lived a long life. You gotta think about it that way. I that's usually yeah. Uh Kristen Stewart. I feel like Kristen Stewart's one that gets like a bad rep too. Everyone dogs on Kristen Stewart. Does she have redeeming qualities? <laughs> I'm asking genuinely, like, because like, I feel like she just does, either she's just really bad at PR, does not care at all, but, like, I don't ever go, I really want to watch an interview with Kristen Stewart. She just seems, like, bland as rice to me. Well, I don't watch interviews with her, but I know that she's done like a couple movies that I found were interesting, especially after Twilight. She's done a couple movies, like that one where she was like a shopaholic or shopping for somebody rich or something. I forget what that one was called, but it was good. Um, yeah, I, wa- I watched one like underwater one that was interesting with her. The Shape of Water? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I watched The Shape of Water. When I said un- an underwater one, I meant she was in the bathtub. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but yeah, I guess I'd marry Kristen Stewart and have sex with Liam Hemsworth. I don't really know him that well. I know Chris Hemsworth a lot better. Yeah, I guess, because he's in the Marvel movies. I know Liam Hemsworth because he's your biggest crush ever's ex-husband yeah so you don't you don't keep tabs on on your competition no i don't (laughs) i uh i forgot about that i guess they were in that horse movie together or something or were they yeah i forgot what it was called the last the last song yeah the last song i think that's right Oh, no, I think he's a stud. A stallion. A <laughs> stallion. <laughs> okay, so who? what are you going to do with these people? I already chose. What did you say you were going to do with him? I said I was um, having sex with him. I'm marrying Oh, you're Kristen having Stewart. sex with him. <laughs> I missed that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, you're going to marry, and you're going to have sex with Liam Hemsworth. Cool. <laughs> What would you do? Honestly? Kill Kristen Stewart? Mm, no. Jack Nicholson seems weird. 
I'm let's, pretty let's sure I'll real. probably still kill Jack Nicholson. I'll probably have sex with Kristen Stewart. She is, I'm pretty sure, into girls. And um, I'll marry Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it. Fair enough. So, we yeah. got to the bottom of that. We got to the bottom of that. <laughs> now, uh, I, I'm going to have to now go see how Baba checks out for, the, for 2022, if any of her predictions are come true. So we got we to gotta keep an, our eyes out um, if there's another pandemic that's going to emerge from Siberia. <laughs> that's true i kind of have my doubts with baba at this point but she did get some right so she did she's lost she maybe she lost a little bit of her flair near the end yeah it's a little bit she had no accountability thinking. near the end she was like no one's coming to check on me after this so what's the point of even honestly respect respectable for guessing 900 years later or whatever totally max like yeah and it seemed like she went through every year based off of what you were telling me yeah she pretty much did i just like that they're just missing years completely where she's just like nothing's happening that year (laughs) just i don't know norbit gets nominated for an oscar and we're like what (laughs) and then it did (laughs) are the oscars coming up soon should have done Oscar directors or something next well, time. Well, it's the first ever three host Oscars. Who are they? Um, I think it's Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Amy Schumer. Three people that seemingly have nothing to do with each other, from okay, my so understanding. That should be our fuck, Mary kill for next episode. The three Oscar hosts. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you, my mom loves Wanda Sykes. It's her favorite comedian. She is funny. She is funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Okay, don't give it away. We're gonna, we've got to leave some. We've already done enough. Fuck, Mary kills for the audience. Well, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> I won't get too into it. Okay, when is the Oscars? When is it? I don't know. I don't know either. It's usually February. The nominations are out. Okay. I know that. Oscars. 20... Maybe we should have done some predictions for this. Oh, it's not till March 27th. Okay. We have time. We got time. We'll be long at a Comic-Con by then. Yes. All right, guys. So, yeah. Come see us at Comic-Con in a month because uh, that's showbiz, baby. And in the meantime, we'll see you next week. We've got a very cool guest coming on. And you guys should all be super stoked. It's a pretty big TikTok girl and uh she's done a lot of stuff in the ontario well across canada but in ontario uh she's done a lot of haunted places so looking forward to that and so yeah just stay spooky This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!